When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The FT. Welcome to FT Analysis. In this report from Cairo, Heba Saleh takes an in-depth look at the fates of some of the young activists in Egypt who played a crucial role in the protests that overthrew two presidents, and finds out why some are now so disillusioned they won't even vote in next week's presidential election. The story is read by Shona Jenkins, the FT's Middle East news editor. Mona Saif had a blunt response when Abdel Fattah Sisi, the Egyptian former army chief and clear front runner in next week's presidential election, complained he was finding it difficult to reach out to the young people who spearheaded the 2011 popular revolution. The young human rights activist posted on Facebook a list of the country's prisons and quipped that those youths who were not in jail were in the morgue or in graves making them even harder to reach. A founder of the No to Military Trials for Civilians pressure group, Ms. Saif and her brother Alat, an outspoken blogger and democracy activist recently released from another stint in detention, have been irritants to Egypt's successive rulers, both military and Islamist, since the uprising. They are part of a cohort of young activists fated for their role in the January 25th revolution that toppled Hosni Mubarak as president and fired hopes of a new democratic beginning. They now find themselves marginalised and persecuted following the popularly backed coup last July led by Mr Sisi, who overthrew Mohamed Morsi, the elected Islamist president. Three years after they captured global attention during the 18 days of protests in Tahrir Square that forced Mr Mubarak out of office, many young Egyptians feel their revolution has been lost. They fear that the country has entered another authoritarian era with repression on the rise and the security state resurgent. Many will not bother to vote next week. I don't see a candidate who will achieve the aims of the revolution, so I won't vote, as it will make no difference, says Yahya Adel, an engineering student in Benha, a delta town. As the post-coup authorities have tried to consolidate their grip on the country, room for dissent has narrowed sharply in a revival of restrictive practices dating back to the Mubarak years. An outbreak of violence by Sinai-based Islamist militants has bolstered regime arguments for the tightening security hold. Thousands of Egyptians, mostly supporters of Mr Morsi, have been detained in a clear bid by the government to cripple his Muslim Brotherhood organisation, which is now officially designated a terrorist group. The activists at the forefront of the revolution have also become targets of a widening crackdown. A law on public protests adopted by the interim authorities has been a source of anger for, and a tool used against, young regime opponents who have been put in jail. It requires organisers to notify the Interior Ministry in advance and gives police broad powers to veto demonstrations. 
The legislation is seen by critics as an attempt to roll back the achievements of the revolution, and revert to the repressive measures of the past when all such public gatherings were effectively banned. Another blow came when a court outlawed April Six Youth Movement, the largest organised group of young pro-democracy activists whose network stretches across the country. It was accused of spreading chaos and threatening national security. The group had campaigned against Mr. Morsi and joined the massive protests that preceded his overthrow. Now, Ahmed Maher, its leader, and two other young opposition luminaries are serving a three-year jail term for breaching the protest law. On Tuesday, Mahinoor El Mosri, a well-known 25-year-old activist lawyer from Alexandria, was jailed for two years on charges of holding an unauthorized protest at a courthouse. It looks like they want to eradicate all opposition voices. Says Ahmed Abdullah, an organizer from April sixth, their war is not just against the Islamists; they are seeking revenge against everyone who took part in the January twenty fifth revolution. Since July, much of the media has fueled a personality cult around Mr. Sisi, glorifying him as a nationalist and savior, while denigrating opposition activists as traitors and agents in the pay of foreigners seeking to destabilize Egypt. Although the state still pays half-hearted homage to January twenty-fifth, a new revisionist view is being peddled in some outlets, describing it instead as a setback and conspiracy. The environment seems far removed from the immediate aftermath of the overthrow of Mr. Mubarak three years ago. Egyptians awoke to find a previously unknown generation of daring young men and women leading protests on their streets, challenging power and pressing for a new form of politics based on government accountability, social justice, and respect for individual rights. Groups such as April Six, which were formed on the internet or worked in the margins and had been dismissed as too small or ineffective, were suddenly able to mobilize hundreds of thousands of people on the streets. Irreverent, creative, and tech-savvy, they mutinied against their elders' veneration of age and authority. Drawn from diverse political backgrounds, mostly non-Islamist and often left-leaning. Revolutionary youth has been driven mainly by the disaffections of their generation, joblessness, anger at political marginalisation, police brutality, and rampant corruption. For the most part, hardline ideology has been absent from their rhetoric. The main slogan of the revolution, bread, freedom, and social justice, has resonated widely among the two-thirds of Egyptians aged under thirty and deprived of economic opportunities. But while they succeeded in deposing Mr. Mubarak, the youthful activists quickly fell out with the new authorities. First, a council of military commanders, then the elected Muslim Brotherhood government. Battles with the police over the dismantlement of the old regime, reform of the interior ministry, and the transfer of power to parliament left scores of young protesters dead, and made the revolutionaries adversaries of whomever was in power at the time. In reality, the youths who helped bring down two presidents were squeezed in a mighty power struggle between deeply entrenched old-style forces. 
the Muslim Brotherhood, a grassroots movement based on religion and charity, and the formidable authoritarian state built on patronage networks nurtured since the overthrow of the monarchy in 1952. While in 2011, Egypt's young revolutionaries seem to have irreversibly turned the tide of history, the country's political realities soon set in. It was the army that delivered the final push to Mr Mubarak and Brotherhood supporters who beefed up the numbers in Tahrir Square. Fragmented, with nothing like the once well-honed electoral machine of the more practised Muslim Brotherhood and none of the financial resources and connections of Mubarak-era politicians, young people could not translate their initial blaze of fame and hope into electoral backing to help change the system through institutional means. Analysts say it was too much to expect a transformation led by youthful protesters in a country unused to democratic practice and emerging from decades of authoritarianism, under which politics was all but dead. New groups, including the liberal and left-wing parties that some of the young activists joined, lack the funds, organisation and rhetoric to generate broad appeal in a large and impoverished population. Criticism of the youth did not take into consideration that they came to age in an era when there was no politics and no organisation and accordingly they need time, says Rabab al-Mahdi, a political science professor at the American University in Cairo. She believes that attempts by the regime to shut down protests by disaffected youth will ultimately fail. The legacy of the Nasserist state was based on the government's provision of material benefits, which brought the political quiescence of the population. That is no longer tenable, given the country's precarious economy. People have political and economic expectations that are not being met through the old formula. The machinery of the state is already eroded. There will be more instability ahead. But for now, the mood of the Egyptian public, seeking respite from turmoil, appears to have hardened against the once celebrated revolutionaries. Some even say they yearn for the stability of the past. Mohammed Zayet, a small building contractor, is pinning hope on Mr Sisi to relaunch the economy. They said Mubarak was a thief, but under him we worked, he says. Sisi will get us back to work. We will be able to buy fruit and meat for our families. Business stopped after the revolution. The message from Mr Sisi is that irresponsible dissent by the young could shatter the cohesion of the state and irreparably damage a country struggling to attract tourists and investors and lift its population out of poverty. Despite such sentiments, Mr Sisi still appears to recognise the importance of having youth support. Members of Tamarud, or Rebellion, a group that emerged last year with a wildly successful petition campaign to rally opinion against Mr Morsi, some say with the active support and manipulation of security agencies, have joined the youth wing of his campaign. Even beyond activist circles, many young Egyptians, once enthused by the revolution, say they are uneasy about the country's new direction. This malaise was highlighted by the noticeable absence of the young from queues at voting stations in January to approve a new constitution.
In the absence of reliable opinion polls, turnout in the presidential election is hard to predict. No one doubts that Mr. Sisi will beat Hamdin Sabahi, the only other candidate who is a socialist politician likely to appeal to the youth vote. But many disillusioned young Egyptians say they will stay away from the polls entirely. Mahmoud Mohammed, a student, said Mr. Sisi was very popular with older generations. They see in him Gamal Abdel Nasser, he says, referring to the nationalist leader of the 1950s and 1960s, who is still revered by many, despite the repression and military defeat that marked his rule. The morning after Mr. Mubarak fell in 2011, thousands of overjoyed young Egyptians wielding brooms swept Tahrir Square clean. To many, that image of a fresh start now seems a distant and bittersweet memory. We have failed to build a democratic alternative to the military and the Islamists, says Shedi Al-Ghazali Harb, a member of the Revolutionary Youth Coalition, which was formed in Tahrir Square to lead the 2011 protests and has since been disbanded. Many dreams have been shattered since that day, but I can tell you one thing which persists is that Egyptians have broken the barrier of fear. That is the only remaining gain from the revolution. But Ziad El-Alemi, a revolutionary who went on to join a political party and was elected to the short-lived parliament dissolved by court order in 2012, believes it is too soon to lose hope. He argues that for the young a learning process is underway. This state of flux in politics is teaching us, he says. We are learning and so are the people. Time is on our side. We will eventually take over this country. I mean, our way and our generation, but not before we have been oppressed and dragged into the streets. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.